Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Dirt Radio. I am your host, Phil Evans, and in the studio with me is... Uh, Megan Williams. Hey, Megan. How are you going? I'm doing well. Fantastic, fantastic. And as always, uh, we are coming at you live from 3CR Studios uh, on stolen lands in the land of the Warrantry people in the Kulin Nations. And we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge the pivotal role that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders play in environmental and social justice movements. So... Dirt Radio is, of course, Friends of the Earth's uh, radio show on 3CR. Um, proud to be here. Um, always exciting. Yes, it is. And, um, it's of course, we've been talking for the last six months about the upcoming state election on November 24th. Yep, just this weekend. I cannot believe that has been six months of radio talking about this. Yeah, it's flown by. <laughs> it really has gone so quickly and spoken to so many people about so many different issues. It has been super exciting. Um Today's show, we're going to do something a little different and um, bear with us if we have a little trouble. I've never tried to call so many people in in such a small amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Community radio people uh, (laughs) at its finest. (laughs) Um, So, Megan, we're going to talk to Lee from the Act on Climate Collective in just a moment. And then we're going to talk to Rachel, if we can get through to her, from the Sustainable Cities campaign. Yep, and after that we'll be talking to Maggie from the Forest Collective and also Zia from Quick Coal. Whoa, what an action-packed show. So we've got a couple of questions we're going to ask each of them, so we'll talk to them all for just a couple of minutes each. So we're going to find out from them what has been the key ask for their collective during the election. Mm, And then we'll be asking them what the highlight of the campaign's been. Sure, and then we'll find out what they would say if they bumped into an undecided voter because, of course, it is the conversations that you have now, uh, between now and the final day of polling, that could really sway a few people's vote in your local community. So it's really important that we're all out there having conversations about important issues that matter to us, Mm. um, matter to the environment, and, of course, matter to social justice issues as well. Cool. All right. Well, let's get rolling, shall we? And see if um, if my phone putting through skills are up to par <laughs> and whether we can speak to Lee Eubank from Act on Climate right now. Lee, are you there? Sure am. G'day, Phil and Megan. Hey, Lee. Hey, Phil. I mean, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going well so far. <laughs> Cool. So, Act on Climate's been super busy through the election. Um, what have you been talking about throughout this election? Yeah, look, this year we've had two key um, focal points. So one has been to um, to hold the Liberal Party to account for inaction on climate change. And the second has been to secure some more gains for climate policy. 
And, yeah, when it comes to the first, you know, we've, we have engaged with the Liberal Party for, you know, over three years now um, in a very constructive way. Uh, and they just they've refused to come to the party. So for the last couple of months, we've been having a lot of fun um, really highlighting um, in communities, in marginal seats, um, through stunts and fun actions that, you know, the Liberal Party do have their head in the sand when it comes to climate change. Mm. And through doing that, Lee, what's been the highlight of all those actions? Yeah, well, we kind of, it all came to, it all culminated a few weeks ago um, on St Kilda Beach. And we had 100 people come down and we actually formed the Liberal Party's logo. Uh, and the medium through which we formed the logo was actually people with their head buried in the sand. <laughs> so it was actually a really fun event. Um, and our social media from that action has just gone totally viral. Like it's been seen by, I think, 80,000 people now, which is incredible. That's um, fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, we'll be trying to get that out there um, in the remaining days before people go to the polls. Mm, and if you do bump into people uh, who haven't decided, what would you say to them? Yeah, well, what we're doing actually this week is a week of action. Um, we kicked off yesterday in the marginal seat of Paran. Um, we're heading down to Caulfield now. That's why I'm a little bit busy and uh, there's a little bit of uh, street noise. But what we're doing, we're actually distributing flyers to, to um, ensure that people in the community know that the Liberals have their head in the sand um, when it comes to climate change. And, yeah, we think that that, you know, that last-minute reminder can have a bit of impact um, in these you know, super marginal seats. For sure, for sure. Um, thanks so much for joining us really quickly and helping us uh, get people really up to speed about how to talk about climate in the context of the state election. It's such an important issue and it's been such an amazing privilege and pleasure to watch um, Act on Climate um, Collective really work hard throughout the election. A highlight for me has definitely been the climate detectives. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we yeah, we've had a lot of fun actions this year. It's been a good one. For sure. All right. Thanks so much, Lee. Um, and we'll talk to you later on. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, Phil and Megan. Bye. See ya. So that was Lee Eubank from Act on Climate Collective. We're going to take a really quick break and we'll be back in a moment. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. 3CR's Radical Radio book is now on sale for just 30 you can get your copy of 3CR's book at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. On sale for just $30. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. Hello, this is Dan Salton, and you're listening to 3CR Blackfellow Radio, Melbourne.
you're back listening to a 3CR. This is Dirt Radio. We've got Phil and we've got... And Megan. In the studio coming at you live from 3CR. We're super excited. It's the final in our series of shows. It's been six months to make a difference on the election. And it is now how many days? <laughs> oh, five days? Five days left. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Um, we just spoke to Lee Eubank from the Act on Climate Collective. Um, we're running through um, each of the collectives that have been working on the issues. Um, and we're going to talk to as many as we can to help you have those conversations in the final day to make sure that we make a difference in this state election. Mm-hmm. Great. So who have we got on the phone now, Megan? Uh, up next, we've got Maggie from the Forest Collective. Can you hear us there, Maggie? G'day, guys. How are you going? Hey. <laughs> How are you going? Oh, you know, five days to go. Pretty flat out, um, yeah. but pretty soaked as well. Yeah, mm. I bet you can see that light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Through the amber hue of a... Um, a tall pint. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and so over the last six months, what has been the key ask for your um, for your campaign? Well, the Forest Collective um, has had sort of a three-pointed key ask um, for as long as it's been campaigning on this issue, and that's that we want the creation of a great forest national park in the central highlands of Victoria. We want the creation of an emerald link to protect the forests of East Gippsland. And we want a just transition for workers to plantations. Mm. For sure. And, I mean, they're huge asks that uh, have been um, put forward and um, it's been really exciting watching um, the collective get out on the streets and really uh, mobilise with a lot of interesting direct actions, projections, banner drops, leafleting, letterboxing, billboards. I mean, for you, what's been the highlight of the campaign so far? Oh, I just, um, it's hard to put it into words and especially because, you know, like I got tired even just listening to that list that you just made <laughs> because the the energy and the enthusiasm of the Forest Collective is just palpable, you know, they're um, just such legends. I think one of the highlights is um, the fact that the Forest Collective draws in all different sorts of people. It mm. brings in the artists, it brings in... Um, you know, the plain old hardcore activists that brings the students who are just learning about the wonder of nature and want to protect it. Um, and so the diversity of skills that they bring really contributes. That's why we've got such an amazing array of tactics that we're rolling out. People are working together so well. You know, we're really functioning like a forest, you know, like an ecosystem with like mm. the fungi and the moss and then the big trees and, you know, all interwoven. Um so I think it's hard to put a, my finger on one specific moment. I just think that the general um, buzz of the Forest Collective is what I find to be a highlight. For sure, and definitely like a force to be reckoned with. I mean, watch out, major parties. You've been held really to account. Absolutely. <laughs> by, yeah, yeah, by the I mean, wonderful work. And, and I, I totally agree, except I will pull you off on one thing and I say there's nothing plain and ordinary about an activist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, they're a, um, a pretty wonderful and unique kind of being, aren't they? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, um, and that, you know, the thing is um, what's been really heartening lately is that um, the Forest Collective has known the whole time that we're on the right side of history, that we need to protect forests for all their inherent values and not just for a select few. Um but lately, news has come out that 
the majority of Victorians and indeed Australians agree with us. There was a survey that was done by the forest, the timber industry themselves, uh, and it was leaked, and you can understand why, because the results of the survey showed that people find native forest logging unacceptable. That's mm. the strong word, and that was what the, the word that was revealed in the survey, unacceptable in the 21st century. So uh, the Forest Collective is really just, you know, the vehicle to express what all of Victorians know to be true, that we shouldn't be logging our native forests in 2018. Yeah, absolutely. And so it sounds like most voters might be on our side anyway, but what would you say to someone if they haven't come to that conclusion yet? Well, probably what I would uh, say to them, the first thing I would do is invite them to the forest. Um, If you're wondering how you should cast your vote, all you need to do is be in amongst the trees, listening to livers, looking up at those leaves, and you'll know which way to vote. Um, the other thing that I would say is that we, when we talk about the, you know, the forest issue, we kind of get stuck in this idea that we have to do an either-or, that we have to sacrifice environment for industry or vice versa. And the thing that really gets me is that that is so not true. We have a sustainable alternative. We have numerous sustainable alternatives um, for industry, but we don't have that for the forest. These are ancient old trees that we need to protect. So I would let someone know that it's not about, you don't have to make a decision um, either way because there's a solution when you protect forests that is win-win. For sure. And that's so good about the faux way, isn't it? The environmental and social justice, they're all together. People are a part of the solutions. Let's make the economy and Victoria really work for people and the planet rather than just for rich corporate interests. Cool. Um, Love it, love it. Um, It's been an inspiration watching the Forest Collective organise around this uh, election. And we want to thank you, Maggie, so much for joining us today very quickly. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much, Maggie. And um, if people are interested in getting involved in the Forest Collective, of course, they can do so by getting along every second Wednesday to Friends of the Earth and being part of that amazing collective. Um, we need to call through someone else, so we're going to quickly go to another break. Well, if you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to three, say, oh, yes, you know where you are. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to three, say, oh, clap your hands. We'll check out the happening vibe. We're gonna ring up and subscribe. If you listen to three, say, oh, flap your ears. What? Who the hell's that? Flap your ears. What you talking about? I ain't no elephant. Get out of here. This is handmade radio. You are back on 3CR Dirt Radio. And of course, you know, if you're listening and loving what you're hearing so far, you can jump online to 3cr.org.au and subscribe because it's really important to clap your hands because you listen to 3CR and get on board and subscribe and be part of making decisions around the radio, getting part in volunteering. There's so much training and opportunity around here. So please consider subscribing today. So we've been talking to uh, campaigners from Friends of the Earth about um, the election. Who have we spoken to so far, Megan? Uh, first up, we spoke to Lee from Act on Climate, um, talking about 
all of the fun and creative actions they've been doing to get the Liberal Party's Liberal Party on board uh, and create a climate policy. Cool. And after that, we spoke to Maggie from the Forest Collective, um, and they have been doing some absolutely inspiring things. Uh, they are a force to be reckoned with in this election, I would say. Um, and now we've got Zia on the line uh, from the Quick Coal Collective. Can you hear us there, Zia? Yes, hello. Hi, how are you going? Good, thank you. And um, have you thought beyond the next four days, is it? Is it? What is the date today? I don't even know. But, um... <laughs> no, does, does next week even exist? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? It's been such a, um, an epic journey. Yeah, it's been a huge year of action. It's incredible to see all the work that's been happening across foe. Mm, for sure, for sure. So um, what have Quick Coal been working on? Because, of course, you're part of the Quick Coal Collective at Friends of the Earth Melbourne. Um, what's been your key ask for the election? Yeah, so this year we launched the Energy Justice Campaign um, and really started to make sure that within this election year where cost of living is talked about, that we wanted to kind of reclaim the concepts of fairness, affordability and reliability and make sure that social justice asks are brought into the um, kind of energy space in the Vic election. So we've been um, asking for a public retailer that's made of renewables in Victoria because we think that people um, should be given an essential service for cost price and we think more people need access to renewable energy across the state without a markup from the greedy retailers. Yeah, for sure. It's it's such an interesting and dynamic campaign. Um, I love it. It feels really, really fun. It warms my heart <laughs> to see that, that special marriage of environmental and social justice, as we were just talking about, with the Forest Collective. Um, Quick Coal have always been renowned for being pretty spectacular and interesting to look at um, and creative. Um, what's been a highlight of the campaign for you so far? Probably the most rewarding and kind of special thing that we did was Energy Justice Road Trip um, at the start of the year, which kind of kicked off the campaign because we were like, we want to fight for a needs-based energy system. Um, We want to enter coal. Um, We want the closures brought forward really soon. But how can we talk about these things without connecting with communities that are directly impacted? So. We just hopped in the car and drove around Gippsland into the Latrobe Valley and just started a campaign with conversations. And it was special to realise that um, the barriers really kind of were with our politicians and not with the community who were forward-thinking um, 20 or 30 years ahead. And so it kind of set up the election year well because we saw it, um, the collective saw itself as a bridge between the community and their needs and trying to make sure that we form that bridge and told the politicians what they needed to do. Mm, for sure, for sure. Um, really inspiring to see Quick Coal getting out into the community and um, like talking to those people who are frontline affected. Yeah. Uh, so if you were to bump into someone who hadn't voted yet and hadn't really thought about it, then... Um, then what would you say to them to help them get on board with the idea of energy justice in Victoria? So if you're looking at what the different parties have come out in the way of energy this year, we've had the Vic Libs um, just recently announced that they're open to a new coal or gas plant in Victoria. 
So that gives us the immediate, you know, cross because they've failed the climate test. Mm-hmm. Um, their energy policy remains in the 1950s. And we're kind of, um, you know, the future is renewable. So on every level, from climate to economics, it's kind of absurd to think about building a new coal station. Oh, it's it's lunacy. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> lunacy. Yeah, so we've been on their back in coal field um, for the last few months, making sure that Southwick feels that pressure. Mm. Labor have announced some cool projects like this, um, you know, solar pro- homes across Victoria, 650,000 homes, but they've also um, still allowing things like the new coal project in the valley, which is the Kawasaki project. Um, so we think that they still need to be held accounts and continue listening to the community in that regard. The Greens have backed um, one of our asks, which is the public retailer. It's great to see that they also support that um, and want to make sure that people are given non-profit energy across the state. So, yeah, that's kind of the different parties' approach. We would say that um, it's important to look at these different policies when thinking about the way that our new energy system could be formed to better serve the needs of the people on the planet. For sure. Um, It's been... So amazing watching Quick Coal work and come to this um, amazing um, campaign platform. Um, as I said, it warms the cockles of my heart. <laughs> um, yeah. And we want to thank you so much for joining us really quickly this morning, Zia, for that last-minute election update. Great. Thanks for having me. No worries. That, of course, was uh, Zia... Zia from the Quick Coal Collective um, joining us to talk about Energy Justice Victoria. We've got only just a few minutes left, so I'm going to go straight through to the next next one, which is Rachel Linsky, who is from the Sustainable Cities uh, Collective at Friends of the Earth. Rachel, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can. Excellent. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Not a worry at all. Mm, and... Uh, so what's been the key ask for Sustainable Cities throughout this year? Yeah, so Sustainable Cities um, has largely been working around transport and obviously congestion and um, I don't know about you, but anytime you try and leave the house, via, you know, jumping on the tram, the train or getting in your car on the roads, it's, it's pretty shockers. Um, and yeah, so we knew congestion was going to be a big um, part of the election discussion. Um, and right now we've got a lot of... Um, yeah, uh, plans on the table from, yeah, really big, ambitious rail projects um, to really some of the biggest, dirtiest roads that, um, you know, Victoria's ever seen. So we've got kind of two, two sides, um, and Sustainable Cities has really worked to um, build a platform around well, what is the positive vision, what is it, you know, beyond just, um, yeah, these really important rail um, commitments that the city needs to see. Our, our key ask was really around um, a particular project called Melbourne Metro 2, which is the kind of second stage of the metro tunnel that's being built at the moment. Um, and the way we stand at the moment, the Greens have committed to um, getting us started in the next term of government, but neither of the other parties have come to the table yet. Um, so we've got a lot of work to do there and a lot of work to put the handbrake on the, um, the big um, traffic-inducing uh, mega roads that are that are planned for the city. So yeah, lots of work um, continues beyond the election. <laughs> mm. Sure. So um, we've only got a few minutes left, so I hate to to rush us through. But what's been a key highlight of the campaign for you so far? I mean, I know it's just been watching the fantastic Sustainable Cities Collective really come to life. But what has it yeah. been for you? <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Um, we're pretty new, new on the scene. And so it's just been really great to see um, folks coming along and getting involved and um, really interested to see and in how we can, um, yeah, be a part of that discussion around transport and making sure that sustainable transport and the priority of public transport and getting people walking and riding their bikes is, is really fun and centre. I think the most fun action that we recently did that really stands out to me is um, was a bunch of us dressing up in a train costume, a bunch of cardboard boxes painted like a train <laughs> to launch our own train station and our own train line <laughs> because no one else has come to the table to, to make it happen or none of the major parties have this election. So so we got out there and, and gave it a go and I think the people of Brunswick Street were um, yeah, very interested and amused by, by this and yeah, really sparked a lot of conversations. <laughs> and what would you say to an undecided voter to convince them to vote around this issue? Yeah, so we've actually just um, publicly um, released the scorecard that we've been putting together. It's pretty tricky. There's heaps of announcements. Um, it's hard to know where the different parties sit. Um, and so that, this is a great way to kind of um, see where the different um, priorities are. As I said, yeah, lots of rail announcements, but when you're looking at other stuff, you know, most people maybe only have buses in their local area or rely on trams and um, and other forms of transport. So, you know, we have a lot of question marks and there aren't, um, there isn't, hasn't been heaps of announcements for them from the major parties. Um, and we know, yeah, like investing in things like uh, space, um, like green space and, and places for people to walk and ride their bikes are also really important when we're looking at the transport mix. For sure. Um, and, but at the end of the day, yeah, the, the major parties are um, a full term ahead um, with major roads um, consuming the budget that could be going into public transport. Um, so that's really where we'll be working next year to say we've got to put the handbrake on those projects. Sure. And if someone wants to see that scorecard, where can they find that? Yeah. So you can head to the Sustainable Cities Facebook page or um, our website, getonboard.org.au forward slash 2018 election. Cool, right. awesome. <laughs> Thanks very much, Rachel. It sounds like there's no lots of great work going on. Thanks. For- no worries. See ya. Wow. I can't believe that we got through those four calls. I know. <laughs> I feel like uh, we've set a new record maybe for yeah. the most number of calls in a, in a half-hour show. Um, we're looking forward for the accolades later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, before we go though, we've just got a couple of minutes left and I know that, uh, Megan, as well as being the wonderful co-host of, uh, Dirt Radio is also the coordinator of the River Country campaign at Friends of the Earth. Yeah. Yep. So I know you have an event coming up very soon. Yes. Yeah. We have an event coming up on Sunday. So once all the storm of the election has blown over and we start to see, uh, maybe we'll have a decision by then and maybe we'll start to see what the next four years is going to look like. Um, yeah, we're hosting an art exhibition at Friends of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is upstairs in the mezzanine, so we apologise that guests do have to climb upstairs to be able to come and see it. But we've got some absolutely fabulous pieces uh, from an Indigenous artist uh, from near Swan Hill and a series, a photo series comparing Western... Um, Western ideas of water management against um, Indigenous ideas of how, um, you know, that how water has life uh, rather than just, a, you know, is a commodity to be exploited. 
and also a series on the drying wetlands up around Swan Hill as well. And the pieces are absolutely fabulous. We've got a speaker from Waddy Waddy, Kane Chaplin, coming down cool. to share his stories. Mm. Uh, and it's on six p- at 6 p.m. at Friends of the Earth on Sunday. That is so exciting. And we are definitely out of time. <laughs> Where did it go? Um, it's always a pleasure to work with you, Megan. Thank yeah, you. It's been great. Um, and of course, tune in next week. We'll be back on the airways, resuming maybe some normal broadcasting outside of our six months to Lake Difference. Um, these shows have been authorized by Cam Walker, Friends of the Year, 312 Smith Street in Collingwood. And we are really excited to see what happens at the end of this election and see what the results are. We'll probably do a wrap up sometime soon. Cool. So, given that the election is coming up, I feel like there's. The favourite of the uh, the tracks at Dirt Radio, it's by Patti Smith, and it's called People Have the Power, which they do. Make sure you get out and vote on Saturday and vote with your heart and your mind.